and welcome to your Over the Farmgate podcast brought to you by Farmers Guardian. I'm your host for this week, Farmers Guardian editor, Ben Briggs. Don't forget, you can subscribe on your favourite podcast platform so you never miss an episode of Over the Farmgate. Now, you've hopefully seen Farmers Guardian's Farming Can campaign, which is all about demonstrating the extra benefits to society that farming brings, aside, of course, from food production. Well, this month we're focusing on farming's role in the health and well-being agenda. From wellness retreats to staycations which allow tourists to take a digital detox, or something as simple as taking a walk in our magnificent countryside, there's no doubt that being amongst nature and the great outdoors makes us feel good. And while many farmers are seeing the benefits of diversifying their businesses into this area, some are also seeing an opportunity to boost their own mental and physical well-being. Jess Fredenberg has been speaking to farmer's son Tim Bowles and his colleagues Aaron Collins-Thomas and Dave Jackin, who run a men's mental health group, but this has an icy cold difference. Hello everyone, I'm Jess Fredenberg and as part of the Farmer's Guardian Farming Can campaign, this week we're looking at how farming can deliver for health and well-being. I'm really excited about this episode. I think we're all going to find it super interesting. We're talking about the benefits of nature for mental health, specifically cold water immersion and men's mental health, and how farmers and landowners can help other people access green space more. To talk about this, we're heading to Campwell Farm in Wiltshire to meet farmer's son Tim Bowles and his colleagues Aaron Collins-Thomas and Dave Jacquin, whose outdoor men's mental health group Icebreakers has been gaining a steady following. Guys, welcome to the Farmer's Garden podcast. Can I just get you all to please say hello in your name so everyone knows who they're listening to? Yeah, hi Jez, I'm Tim Bowles. Hi guys, I'm Aaron Collins-Thomas. Hi guys, I'm David Jackwin. Awesome, thank you. Now Tim, your, your group isn't called Icebreakers for no reason, is it? Can you please explain what happens at one of your meetings? And I know you had one this morning, didn't you? We did, and it was glorious with the sun rising at 6.30. Um, it's quite simple, really. We gather at the River Avon near to the farm twice a week um, and go for a dip. Uh, the colder and wetter, the better. Um, we prefer it in the winter, really. This time of year, it's more of a swim, just reconnecting with our, our community of guys that have gathered and, um, yeah, checking in with each other, catching up. It's like going to the pub, but a bit healthier, really. For what we're doing, we felt it was important to keep it a, a male-focused thing um, because guys don't really have the outlet um, as accessible as um, girls maybe do. Um, and we felt that from our own experiences and friends and family friends that have suffered, that this was a, an accessible, quite a masculine um, practice that... Uh, really helped us personally and could help a lot of others as well and we thought by doing this we could still enjoy it and then welcome others into it and we could show them the basics and hopefully um, make lives feel better for, for everyone else too. And now it's really grown hasn't it? Yeah well we started um, I think it was just before the the winter lockdown so in October time and just as the frost was starting to set in and we had a, a big gathering of around 30 of us and, and people were loving it. And just as the lockdown crept in, we had to start doing it in pairs and 
trying to uh, comply with the guidelines. But um, yeah, our WhatsApp group, which is where we communicate, um, that's now grown to over 70 people. But we do update on Instagram and social media. And then we do get people outside of that group that are coming and going. So um, yeah, we're reaching out to a lot of guys, which is great. You and Aaron started this to, um, to begin with, didn't you, for a, a particular reason related to a family friend? That's right, yeah. We, um, we had a mutual family friend who was a farmer's son who really tragically took his life after a long battle with depression. Um, and we felt that uh, it was time to, to start uh, providing a, a practice and a, a community for guys to, to connect and deal with their everyday stresses and challenges. Um, I also had um, eight years of knowing another uh, a guy that uh, took his life every year for eight years, um, which was really saddening, and I wanted to, to make a difference and try and prevent this from happening. You mean you had, you had eight years in a row, Tim, where you, you lost a friend or yeah. to, to yeah, suicide? Yeah, I knew of or had wow. friends. Uh, I had this two friends, one in Hong Kong who took his life um, and he he showed no symptoms of ill mental health before. He was the life and soul of every party, he was a true rugby lad and it was a real shock to all of our peer group out there. Um, but yeah, really tragic and it's a reminder that you know these, these issues can be silent and they need to be uh, spoken about more, hence the name Icebreakers. Um, we, we love to break ice in the literal sense and in the uh, conversational sense. Like you say, there's a real there's a real need for it. With um, you've got so many people coming to you, David. Just want to come to you. I, I know you joined yeah. um, at the first the first meeting, didn't you? And since then, you've yeah. been helping out, helping get the message out on social media about icebreakers, and you've joined the team in that way. What what drew you to attend the first meeting? And can you can you describe what happened? Yeah, it was kind of a it was a single day event, kind of a retreat for guys uh, at the farm, which was you know which was fantastic. Uh, it was actually my my wife, she found it, she saw it on Instagram, and she knew you know I've had my own mental health problems over the years, and you know probably for the last twenty years, and she just said maybe this is worth a go, go along for the day, see what happens. I have to say I was pretty reluctant to start with. I was a bit like oh, I'm not really sure that's. Not really sure that's my bag, um, but eventually went and uh, and you know attended the first day, which was a lot of different things, a lot of you know talks from guys and some breath work, and then yeah, and, and then a dip in the river, and and honestly that was it. That was like a like a, a switch was flicked, and I was and I was in. That was it, and I, and and I haven't I haven't not been for more than two weeks uh, since then, and that was. Like eighteen months ago, that that's amazing. That's um, you said a, a switch was flicked. What what do you mean by that exactly? Was that from being in the water and in the nature? What kind of happened inside? <clears throat> yeah, it was definitely the it was definitely the experience. I think the whole thing because none of the guys that were on that day had really done it before, apart from um, Tim and Aaron. Um, uh, uh, we just kind of. No one really knew what to expect. We, we all kind of knew under the surface that we were all there for similar reasons, but that that wasn't, you know, we weren't really talking that much then. And then, yeah, we were just, you just went down to the river and it was pretty like, Tim and Aaron were really good because they were really matter of fact. They were just like, right, get your swimmers on, 
do a bit of warming up, get in the water. And that was that. And it was like, oh, all right then. So you, there, there wasn't, <laughs> it was just kind of, uh, you just got on with it. Uh, and then, then you got on with it and you were like, hell, this is cold. And, but afterwards, it was afterwards you get out of the water and, and the, just the feeling of elation that it gave you and that, and that sort of, uh, that buzz that you got was just amazing. And then since then, I've kind of learned to appreciate being in cold water and the, the sense, I don't know, the senses, I suppose, that it awakens and makes you appreciate things. And you just feel like if you do that, like half six this morning, there were probably 10 of us in the river um, and it was cold and you feel like once you've done that then anything else that's going to happen in the day I can I can deal with because and that own you know because I've been in the water that only becomes more apparent when it's colder it's wetter it's November there's snow on the ground or there's ice on the ground or whatever and and you're doing it then and, and it just heightens the your appreciation of the the benefits I suppose sounds really like significant in terms of benefits it absolutely is it, it benefits in a lot of different ways Aaron I just want to want to come to you um I know you're a, you're a trained personal trainer and you you run um outdoor boot camps on Tim's farm is, is that right yeah I do quite a lot of different things <laughs> so yeah personal trainer um I'm a breathwork coach and a Qigong instructor. Qigong's probably the less known of those things, but that's something that I bring to, to the icebreakers. Qigong's a bit like Tai Chi. So if you envision Tai Chi, but that looks like Qigong's very, very similar to that. So it's all to do with energy work, breathing, moving quite naturally for your body. Um, and then I do combinations of that um, at, at the farm, at Church Farm. Um, we've got a gym there, which is called Rustic, which I run with uh, Tim's brother-in-law. And uh, so we do uh, outdoor boot camps there um as well as uh as well as some qigong some breastwork things and that's where we also hosted the uh the last icebreakers event nice okay so can you can you explain to us a little bit what is happening when you know when your guys are getting in this really really cold water what's what's going on and why does it kind of have all these like great feelings that uh, that dave is talking about yeah, so we're quite lucky now that there's a lot of science behind it. Um, most people now have heard of Wim Hof um, and what he's been up to in his cold water therapy. So because of that, there's lots, uh, been lots of studies uh, done on him um, and the benefits of it all. But one thing we actually really like to focus on is just about the feelings, really. Um, you know, getting in that cold water, like Dave said, when you get out, you feel elated, you feel energised, you feel powerful, ready to take on the day. That's one of the most important things, really. You know, there's, there is science to back it up, but one of the big things is just how it makes you feel. Um, and for us doing that with a group of guys as well, that connection you get to the people and to nature is, is massive. But, um, you know, the benefits that are being proven more and more, uh, ice baths, cold water, right? sports people have done that for years because it helps to reduce inflammation and helps with recovery, right? That's proven. That's something that I've done playing rugby uh, for a long time. Uh, it improves your circulation. It's great for the immune system because it helps um, increase the white blood cells in your body. Uh, it can help to do a process of hardening. Uh, this is kind of uh, one of the things that's quite key for mental health is you get used to the water as a stressor. And it's quite a big stressor if it's particularly cold in the winter. Uh, and so if you can control your breath and can control how that stressor affects your body, then um, the little stresses that you have in your day or the biggest stresses you might have in the day have a little bit less effect or you're able to deal with them better. Our nervous systems typically in our very pampered lives that we have a lot of the time now, they don't get stretched, they don't get challenged. So that cold water starts to put a bit more of a challenge on it and stretches it so that we are, you know, used to having more stress going on. 
Um, you know, cold water forces you to take deeper breaths. You've got no choice. You have to start breathing deeply when you hit that cold water to control it. So it forces you to slow down when those stresses, stresses arise. And that's a very useful lesson that you can take into the rest of your day. So, you know, there's some huge benefits and there's more and more that are being proven by, um, by the guys at the Wim Hof Method. But, you know, like I say, our biggest thing for us is how good do you feel? How good does it make you feel when you get out of the water? And, um, you know, it's the best way to set yourself up for a day. If you um, are someone who's struggling for motivation or you've got some mental health stuff going on or you're just maybe a bit lethargic, um, it will get you uh, give you a nice energy boost and your day will change because of that. And then you'll get addicted because you'll want that start to your day every day. It's really interesting that like you say there's so many different benefits there. What do you do after the immersion in the water, after you've been into the river? How then do you kind of start to bring people together and so that they can they can talk a bit and open up about their feelings a bit more so that actually starts from the walk down to the river so so where we are we have to kind of park at the top of the road and you've got a five minute walk down to the river so everyone has a chance to start communicating and start talking and um you know we've got such a great community of guys now that everyone just introduces themselves you'll grab someone new you'll have a little chat with them find out about who they are what they do you're not on your phone. You're asking people meaningful questions because you're intrigued and you want to know stuff about them. So that already gives people that confidence to start opening up because they feel that they are actually being listened to and actually there is a decent conversation going on. We get down to the water. Typically, depending on the weather, depending on what's going on, we'll start with a bit of breath work, slowing the body down, getting in tune with what's going on um, and preparing yourself a little bit for the water. Once you enter the water, again, depending on the time of year, um, you might spend just a few minutes in there or at the moment we're going for a bit of a longer swim because it's a bit warmer. So at the moment people we tend to talk in, in the water a little bit as well and have that chat with each other. Although we do encourage some days that we just do it in silence because there's a big benefit of just being in the water and spending that time in, in quieting your own mind. Coming out of the water again we have a bit of a process where we try and get everyone to warm up. Again this is much more important in the winter but we do um, some Qigong techniques that, that I've taught people. And then you have that nice walk back up the hill to warm everyone back up on the way back to their cars and then they're all talking again. And so there's lots of opportunity to, to bring people together. People go off in small groups um, on their own down to the water now. Um, we've got a WhatsApp group where people will say, right, I'm going for a dip today, not necessarily on one of our set days that we do. And they'll meet up with someone else and um, you know, people are just going off on their own now and, and they've made new connections in their local area to dip at different spots, not just where we dip. So we've really built a community of guys who are um, who are communicating with each other regularly and, and found found new friends with maybe that are more open to the conversation than, than they might find from their from their normal friends. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been really beneficial in a huge huge number of ways. But um, that that community side and that uh, conversational side has been huge. Yeah, and I, and I've got some I've got some comments here from some of your participants, and they you know they really do speak for themselves. Um, I'm just going to read some of them out. One person says. An often overwhelming world goes silent when immersed in the water. Somebody else says, moving to a new area plus working from home plus homeschooling plus family illness. I built up a stress I didn't know I had. Jumping in the river in winter didn't make it all disappear, but certainly made it more manageable. The whole experience is leveraged further by the connection with like-minded people and general camaraderie. I've got more um, here. Uh, I've been feeling much better lately. Shocking the body with cold snaps me out of circular thinking, forcing me to do something uncomfortable, makes everything else more comfortable. And connecting with other people is a big thing. Uh, another, it has helped my stress levels and dealing with concerns of negativity. Also, I'm feeling recovered and energized physically after a busy week. 
Um, and then someone else says, nature gives perspective. It's bigger than me. It's older than me. And it looks nice. <laughs> um, so, so, I mean, and there were, there were so many more that I could have, I could have read out. Uh, I think you should feel really proud of yourselves. You know, how does it feel to, to know you're making this difference to people? Yeah, it feels great. I mean, even this morning, we, we hear new uh, comments and feedback and people are finding it potentially life-changing practice. Um, and to know that that's happening just because uh, we're welcoming them into a new practice uh, makes it uh, all the worth our while. And we're, we're not charging them for these dips. Um, we do charge for some events where we have costs incurred, but this is something that we enjoy and that we're welcoming others into. And it's, uh, yeah, it's amazing to hear. Tim and Aaron, I know you obviously go and do the, the, the cold water dips with people. You know, have you found it's benefited you as well? And if so, if so, how? Uh, well, personally, I've had a, a long battle with anxiety and stress ever since I started up in business, really. And for me, it's the most powerful, along with breath work, which we do with Aaron a lot, and Wim Hof events. And it's, uh, yeah, it really makes life that bit easier. I'd highly recommend it. Um, and there's a lot of people that come that don't necessarily have mental health battles. They just love the practice and the way it makes them feel. It's a very healthy habit to get into. Aaron, what do you, what do you think it is about being in nature that is so good for, for people's well-being? Again, there's lots of studies to kind of suggest about the benefits of nature on stress, anxiety, mental health. Um, but for me, I mean, it's, it's that connection to the land around you, being around it, you know, in the water, swimming in it, moving in it. I think it's that combination for me of the physical activity and the connection with nature that just makes me feel... I think connected is that is that word. It's it's uh, it's a word I don't necessarily know how to describe, but um, you do feel more grounded by it, um, mm -hmm. and you do realise that you know the, this is where our food is grown. You know, the soil you get connected to to the fundamentals of life, really. Dave, you were you were nodding there. You know, what is it for you about being in nature that is so powerful? I think it's probably like I've not you know i don't come from a farming background but i've worked on farms plenty when i was younger and and i think you just spend a lot of time in nature but you're in it for the reason of work you're in it to work it you're in it to you know to do what it is whether it's to you know milk cows or grow crops or breed sheep and beef whatever it might be you're in there for work and, and i think maybe turning it on turning that on its head for those in that community will is something that's probably quite powerful and makes you sort of stand back and like walking down to the river this morning, there was mist in the valley above the over the river, and we kind of dropped down behind a hillside. But then, after you've been in the water ten minutes, we've we've got our timing spot on, and the sun rises over the hill, and it looked absolutely stunning. And it, it just makes you appreciate that everything around you. And I think it's worth it's worth just sort of that connection that Aaron talks about. It, it, I think it's it's across your whole body. You feel the you know the wet grass under your feet and the mud and the stones under the water and the, the cold water and the sound and the you know the birds. There's so much. There's so many things that you can absorb. And when you do, when we do have those sessions where it's quiet, you know, just a couple of minutes of being quiet in the river, and just you know close your eyes and kind of absorb it all. That's just a huge. Yeah, it's just a really powerful. And then if you really want, you know, stick your head under the water at the end and get out. And it's like a that, that's that switch that I talked about before. That's the reset. Um, and then you get out and you can you can crack on with your day.
So I, I guess I just wanted to delve a little bit more into men's mental health specifically, because I think we, we talk a lot, quite, you know, quite a bit about just mental health in general, but I think it's quite important to, to talk specifically about men's mental health, because we know it's statistically a much, much bigger issue for men. So I just wonder, you know, what what is it about coming together in a, in a sort of male-only space that you think is so important for, for icebreakers? Tim, do you want to start yeah, on this one? Yeah, I, I feel personally that um, by gathering men together and by some of us uh, showing vulnerability, it's, it's a very powerful thing. Um, there's a, a great TED talk by Brené Brown on, on the power of vulnerability. And for men, we've been uh, knocked into a, a shape that doesn't allow us to talk about our mental health and our feelings very much. So it's a very awkward and uncomfortable thing for a lot of guys. So by doing that slowly but surely as, as a group, it feels easier. And when you get to know people that bit more, you can say, actually, life's not feeling great today. And it's probably because of this. And just by saying those words, it's like a weight lifts. You know, counselling is a well-known practice. Talking is is incredibly powerful. So that's that's certainly a practice that we encourage, and also the power of listening and letting people talk. And, you know, not judging. I did a, a first, uh, what do you call it, a mental health first aid course, and that was a real eye opener. I did it because of the the eight guys that I knew in eight years that took their lives, and I felt that I needed to be better equipped to deal with guys that were struggling so yeah by gathering a group of guys and dealing with it together you you feel that camaraderie and the the effects are better because I think you feel like you're part of a community that cares and you you feel like you've got more strength and courage together as you do fighting these sorts of things alone which can be really uncomfortable because I've been there. Dave Dave what about what about you I know you you said yeah, it, um, I think been a big um, change. I think it's the same sort. Of, I mean, it's a similar thing to Tim, but I think also just bringing bringing people who tend to yeah, like that that vulnerability and that low that loneliness. You know, being just again talking from personal experience, being having depression or being depressed or being just not feeling yourself can be really lonely, um, and especially if you spend a lot of time working on your own, it just magnifies that feeling even more. Um, and some of the guys that have come to Icebreakers and, you know, there's one guy who, Tim, I'm sure you'll know who I'm talking about, who took a long time to be actually come along, spent a long time in the WhatsApp group and kind of just what's it, what, seeing what's going on, seeing what's happening. And then eventually came along and started coming in a couple of, you know, a couple of months in. And then we were all just sat in the river one day and he just, it just all came out. It just you know it was amazing and he just he just let it all go and then we were chatting on that walk that Aaron mentioned back up to the car and and he was like a different bloke he just sort of felt he was like I feel completely different after that I feel I feel fantastic so so yeah I think you know no one no one's trained no one's a counsellor no one's a no one's um has got that background but but ultimately like Tim said it's a healthier version of going to the pub and you know i'm sure we some of us will still go to the pub i'm going to the pub with a mate tonight for some food to and we'll no doubt talk about things but you'll talk about them in a very different context than you would when there's no distractions of um 
ale or food or whatever it is or your phone it's just yeah you're just in a in an environment where you can really yeah you can really yeah really talk and and it it just just it does something to you that makes you want to want to share a bit more easily i think Aaron, do you think the the cold water has something to do with that? Because on on the face of it, it seems like um, almost like quite a macho thing to do, doesn't it? To go and like sit in cold water and 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 sort of have a bit of. I wonder whether to start with, do people kind of have a bit of bravado about it? And you know what what's kind of going on there? Do you see what I mean? Yeah, you definitely see the different characters in people. You definitely get the. Uh... The guys who are pretty gun high over there, and then the groups who are a bit more tentative. Um, yeah, I mean, you get there's always there's always a couple of guys who are in the early days want to show off a little bit and just want to stay in there as long as they can, and they're shivering in the water. And we're trying to advise kindly that it's it's best that they should get out now, um, and they don't always want to listen, but they do thank you for it in the end. But I think yeah, we're we're um, we're making it quite approachable. You know, men's health is quite a hard thing to to talk about. Um, it's also quite a hard thing for a lot of guys to admit that they might have issues with. And so they're not necessarily going to want to go to a counselling group or go to a meet where you sit in quite a, almost a sterile bit of an environment, everyone sits in a circle and has a talk, because that's what it relays in lots of people's minds. Whereas we're pairing, people know it's, it was mainly set up for mental health. People know that, we're very, very clear in that, but it's not obvious in the fact that we're not kind of grabbing people and questioning, are you okay, mate, on the walk down to the water? It's just... We let it all evolve naturally. There's no pressure. It just happens. And it just let, gives people that safe space, like Dave said, that guy just eventually opened up. It gives them a safe space that they're around like-minded people doing something that isn't necessarily, um, uh, isn't necessarily kind of the typical way of, of going about dealing with your mental health, um, but makes it more accessible. We, we have a lot of fire that is involved in that. So we, have, we build big fires and that's kind of another man thing, sit around the fire, have conversation. You know, it just makes it an easy, an easy thing for people. And so many people through, through lockdown didn't know where to turn. Um, we had a few people who kind of contacted us on social media saying, I'm just a bit lonely, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know what else to do. And I, I think this could be a great way to meet new people. I think the approachability of it and the fact it isn't, just, it isn't clearly labelled mental health, um, I think that's had a big part to play with it. Are the things about modern society and modern life that make it particularly challenging for, for men, do you think? Tim, do you want to come in on this one? Yeah, I, I think it's it's a lot of modern life is quite overwhelming. I personally find it very overwhelming. Um, there's just so much stimulation and messages and noise and traffic. and Technology is a wonderful thing. Uh, it, it's done a lot for our world, but it's also significantly impacting on our, our well-being. And that's being recognised more and more now. We need to learn how to have a healthy relationship with it. Uh, and we need to learn how to look after ourselves because we are we are nature and we need to keep remembering that we need to reconnect with it and we're human so you need to keep checking in with community you need to look after your body and your mind as I um, do with my business you know it's about reminding people to be more human they, they come on holiday to the farm and um, we get them to lock away their technology, or it's optional too, but we encourage that, and they can sit round fires, have real conversations, and play in the woods, make dens, and a lot of the the guys often sit round a barbecue with a beer, and you know it, it's good old-fashioned fun. It's it's simple, but we've forgotten these natural ways in in modern life, and it, it's so important. 
I was going to say we we should say to to listeners that you also run a uh, an off grid. What would you describe it as an off grid off grid accommodation and experience business? Or? Yeah, um, an off grid uh, eco friendly campsite or glamping site. I'm not a fan of the word glamping, but that's what it, the industry is. Um, and we're more on the wild end of the spectrum. We encourage people to fully unwind and um, reconnect with nature. And, um, yeah, we generally try to cook on fire. And um, we have lots of different activities from foraging in the woods to sheep herding that my sister runs, which is a, a huge hit. And um, yeah, it's it's good old-fashioned fun. We ask people to bring games and books and all the old forgotten fun that uh, we used to enjoy pre pre tech and screens taking over our world. Um, and it it's doing well. And we've opened a second site recently um, nearby, which is also doing well. And ov- obviously, after all this pandemic stuff, um, there is more demand than ever for that that sort of thing, the outdoor natural living. Um, so yeah, we're very fortunate. I was going to say, I mean, this is, this is also a business opportunity, isn't it? In terms of, you know, helping to give people access, isn't it? To that nature, to that landscape that they might not otherwise have. I mean, how, how important do you think it is that more farmers do that? Well, yeah, I think farmers, um, do sometimes have the key to unlocking nature for a lot of people. And if there is a, a healthy, safe, practical way of doing that with a local community, that can be very impactful and it can help the well-being of uh, you know, the local community and the farmer and the families around. So there are business opportunities for the landowners as well as people in the community that might want to rent a space or host events. Consider diversifying because there are, there are more uh, opportunities down that route and nature experiences will be part of that and there are so many different forms of that going on around the country you know I think Britain's fantastic at showing their creativity and innovation and uh, getting stuck into thinking outside the box with how to work with their land and their, their amazing natural resources we've done that on our farm we're quite a small farm and it was it you know had it not been for diversification uh, we probably wouldn't be there, frankly. Can I just ask each of you, you know, any, well, I suppose Aaron and Dave, you know, any any messages from you as, as non-farmers to landowners about that key Tim was talking about there, key to unlocking the land, you know, about what kind of power they hold and the impact that it that it can have on people who don't normally have access to, to land? Yeah, I, I I just jump in on that. I think I think absolutely it, it's it's a way of um a kind of spending like I said before you spend all that time working in land and working in your your farm and your your local area is maybe just look at it from a through a slightly different lens and and think about like you said there's there's a business opportunity. Um then look at the land and if you you know if the, if you've got a body of water on your land for example and you can you can open that up to a group like you know, to a group like ours, we hope that icebreakers groups will pop up all over the country eventually. And if they can have access to cold water or um, outdoor water, then then that's fantastic. And and I think like like Tim says, just people people's reconnection with nature is so important. For for now, I guess it's maybe maybe quite an on trend thing to do. But then I think it's such a it's such a powerful connection that it's not gonna it's not gonna 
sort of ebb and flow away. I think it's around to around to stay, and I think yeah, landowners and farmers can definitely can definitely tap into that from a business perspective. Aaron, what about you? You obviously you you know you've been working with Tim for a while now from his farm in terms of all your your health businesses. Yeah, I mean Tim and I've probably. Um run a few uh, wellness retreats together for the last kind of four or five years now. Um, and the farm is the perfect place to do it. You know, it's, there's nature around, there's animals. People just love driving down to the camp and seeing all the sheep. You know, it's something as simple as that. Seeing animals, being around them, being on a, on a farm that's, that's working and providing um, is, is hugely beneficial. For me, it's one of the, it's the perfect spot to do it. There's plenty of land to kind of walk around on, to do the foraging. There's some woodland there. There's plenty of space for people to go off on their own and unwind. And we've been really, really lucky to use it. And I think that's been a big part of our success with our, with our retreats where we're hosting it. And so, you know, Tim's site at the camp, you know, it's a beautiful eco site that actually isn't on huge, huge amounts of land, but it's used really well. And it still gives people the sense of space that they need. Um, but also there's enough space for people to, to communicate um, and to meet up with each other around a campfire and to meet other people if that's what they wish for. So. Tim's done something amazing down there and there's there's lots of opportunities for people uh, on their land to do to do things as well. There's an opportunity to, to see what we've been up to potentially and um, and have some fun with it and be uh, yeah be utilizing their land in, in different ways to, to help others. So huge huge potential I think for for health and well-being and I just wanted to end by reading another another message from one of your members. Uh, he says, it occurred to me recently that by setting up this group, you will likely never know who and when, um, but that you might have saved lives and prevented intense pain for those left behind. So if you ever have a wobbly day, smile and know that you're a force for good in the world. So I think that's wonderful. Um, guys, thank you. I think you're doing a, you're doing a great job. And let's, let's hope maybe there are some more icebreakers popping up all over the country, like you say. So thank you for coming on. Thanks, Jez. Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. Thanks to Jez and to Tim, Aaron and Dave. It sounds like a fantastic initiative and he's already doing so much good. It's also a stark reminder of the importance of talking to each other, whether that be over the phone, down the pub or at the healthier version of the pub that we've just heard about. Talking does save lives. And if you're struggling having a wobbly day, or just want to have a chat with someone who understands what you're going through, visit our Strive to Thrive page at fginsight.com forward slash strive to thrive, where you'll find a list of all the farming helplines. And don't forget, you can find out more about our Farming Can campaign at fginsight.com forward slash farming can. Well, that's it for this week, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of the new episodes of Over the Farm Gate. Until next week, from us at Farmer's Guardian, thank you for listening, goodbye for now, and I hope, maybe, there's a bit of rain where you are, but not too much, of course.